this is Carmel Jane with the Carmel Jane Talks Business Podcast, the show where we have female entrepreneurs talking all about their journey to success. Now today's a bit sad for me because actually this is my last time for a while of doing the podcast live on air at Phoenix FM. Um, I'm hopefully going to do some podcasts where I'm not on air, but I did actually have quite fun doing it, even though it was a bit stressful. Uh, the business is booming here at Carmel Jane Photography, and so I just need to take a little bit of a break because I found I was losing a whole day a week to doing the radio show. Absolutely huge fun and a big thank you to Phoenix FM for having me on. So as our final show, I've got two women in who run a reclaimed tropical timber business called Ashwell's Timber. Deb and Janine are in telling us all about how they got started in the industry and how their wonderful green uh, credentials are helping stopping cutting down rainforests as we repurpose the tropical timber that's already in the UK. It's a really nice little business, or well, it's a big business actually, but very, very interesting to hear about these different businesses that are going on and some of the things I've had to overcome and some of the very famous people that they have met in their business. Anyway, listen in, and I hope you enjoy it. Hello on a Wednesday afternoon. This is Carmel Jane on the Carmel Jane Talks Business Show. We've just had a bit of disco fever with Elisa Bridges and I Love the Nightlife, courtesy of one of my guests, Deb. Welcome, Deb. Thank you. Come closer to the microphone. We've just been talking about that. Pull your chair in. It's fine. Okay. Everyone gets scared of the microphones. Um, yeah, why, why that song? Oh, it's, a nine, well, it's an 80s disco classic. The children always take the mickey out of me when I start dancing Damn. around the kitchen to it. After a few glasses of wine and you're um, a disco, disco chick, I done. like it. We have uh, Deb and Janine, which I can't say properly because I've got a funny accent. Um, they are from Ashwell's Reclaimed Timber. Welcome, ladies. Thank you. They're a bit shy. Talk up louder. <laughs> I've got the, uh, the guest mics up. Um, really, really cool company because they say it's not recycled. They repurpose... What else do you and um, reclaim, reclaim the timber. So they, they get tropical timber that comes over. Where does tropical timber come from? All over the world. It's global. It can be from Africa, Brazil, Central America, Australia. Oh, wow. And, so they, and then you bring it back in and you've got a sawmill. No, we don't. It's already been brought in during colonial times oh, in recent years. right, right, right. Oh, so that it's, it's stuff that's in the UK that's been when um, the empire... Well, should yes. not go there. Yeah, let's not go there. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, in past times when um, really beautiful to- tropical timber was was made into other things and brought to the UK, um, and you're now and it's been using and now you're repurposing it, so you're you're making it into something else. Yeah, when they when they need to do repairs and renewals to our sea defences, our piers and jetties, mm-hmm. they take um, a quantity of this timber out, and instead of it going to landfill or biomass or being chipped, then we try and intercept it and keep it and it's original state. We've run our own sawmill, so we can resaw it. So all this beautiful timber was being chipped or just put into landfill? When Janine first started, it was very, very common for it to be sent to landfill. So Janine is it's, it's a family business, isn't it? It's your family business. I've been doing it 50-odd years. But didn't start out as being a very ethical, environmentally friendly, um, repurposing tropical timber business, did it? Where did, where did you start out? Well, we've always, as a family, been involved in reclaiming and recycling. Um, we started off... Scrap metal merchants. Oh, so it was always like that. There was scrap metal to start off with. Yeah, yeah. We were based on the Thames, just off the Thames at Barking, and we used to cut ships up for scrap. Um, And we moved on to doing railway land. How do you cut a ship up? Ship. (laughs) Right. Do you know what? Confession, listeners. I went to the French Open yesterday and I got up at half past three in the morning, got home at half past 12, and then been up since six this morning. So I'm probably not on top form. But anyway, how do you cut a ship up, Janine? 
<laughs> once you've got it up the Barking Creek, you wait for the tide to go out. Then the Barking Creek, it must be quite a big creek. It's a big creek <laughs> in Barking, yes. <laughs> um, big enough to take uh, fishing trawlers and, and uh, crane barges. And we just wait for the tide to go out. You do a lot of cutting. And then as the tide comes in, all the men come ashore. And then a big crane would lift out the bits that have been cut. And then oh, once wow. they're ashore, cut them into smaller sections and send them off to international scrap metal merchants. So you're doing that, and that was about 50 years ago. When did it move on from scrap metal? Well, we got involved with doing British Rail uh, jobs as well. So mm -hmm. we were going to uh, Stratford and taking the railway sleepers off of the railway line, cutting the railway line to length for re-rolling, going down to Sheerness or Queenborough. Mm -hmm. um, and the yard was slowly filling up with thousands of railway sleepers. So before they were trendy, fortunately, uh, Mr. Titchmarsh walked in one day. <laughs> For a BBC programme, and sleepers really took off in the UK. Literally, that's what happened. Yeah. Good old Alan so, Titchmarsh. Garden Army and Garden Rescue and things like that. We've got railway sleepers in our garden around there our pond. Is there, any, is there any garden in the UK that hasn't got railway sleepers? Plenty, <laughs> and we've got lots in stock. <laughs> lots in stock. Are they still kind of a fashionable thing to do? Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. It's reusing tropical hardwoods. That's if you're using the hardwoods. Sometimes you do get the. Uh, softwoods which ooze a bit of tar and creosote which aren't very good for the for the garden especially mm -hmm. if you're growing things and the last thing you want the kids is playing on those sort of sleepers do you know what i think we've got tar in ours because it's really hot they smell mm -hmm. a bit yeah not good I, I didn't put them in so i won't take <laughs> but if you're, you're getting uh sleepers you want to get the really good quality tropical wood and it yes. just lasts not quite forever but for a very long time doesn't well, it? well that's right the uk's network was mainly um from from jarra sleepers well, from australia oh. And uh, Australia has just closed their borders and said no more trees are being cut. That's good. They're not, they're not renowned for their environmental policies. Go Australia. Yeah, they exactly. did something right. Sorry. That's oh, right. So, bit tired uh, getting all political today, aren't we? <laughs> Goodness me. Um, so why can't they reuse them for the railways? They do. Sometimes when they've been used on the main line, they'll then put them into sidings, areas, things like that. But it gets to a point where they're not mm. good enough. But they're more than plenty good enough for your planters in the garden, your decking. We can saw them up and cut them into structure, use them for structural purglers, that sort of thing. So, so Alan Titchmarsh came along. There was a, there's this revolution in yes. uh, railway sleeper usage. Yeah. And then, so where did, where did the company go from there? Well, they, we then were uh, approached to take timber coming out of the King George V dock in East London because they were building the city airport. Mm -hmm. So all the fenders, the dolphins, all the dock timber there. Was What's a fender and a dolphin? Here we go. I love, I love that doing the show. You kind of go, all the stuff you just didn't know, that people can drive a ship up a creek and cut it up for scrap metal. There you go. Well, if, if you imagine you've got a jetty or something and you've got the really big major piles of the structure, mm -hmm. the last thing you want is a ship banging against it and cracking uh, that because you've then got a major engineering project yeah. to replace one of those structural elements. So they're all got a covering of fenders in front of them. Generally, oh, like a... Back in the day, there would have been a sacrificial timber and using English elm because it's a very uh, interlocked grain, so it's shock absorbing, mm -hmm. so it doesn't actually smash the pieces straight uh, away yeah, yeah. Like, like oak wood. So all that sort of timber had to come out of the... Uh, is that a dolphin? No, then? a dolphin is, is a structure that a ship would lay aside. For example, at the Woolwich Ferry last year, they mm -hmm. took all the old timber dolphins out and that timber came to our yard. And then in place, they put big steel tubes 
So as the ferry backs up to the ramp to get the ship, the, the cars on, it keeps it in line with the Oh, ramp. right, so it's like a... It's a lean-to thing. Yeah, so, that's, so that it doesn't crash into the docks. Yeah. Find out something new every day. Love it. So um, you're getting dolphins and fenders and railway sleepers, and then what happened? Well, then we discovered that we could cut this timber and resaw it and reuse it, and it's just as durable, and we're saving the rainforest now. So... What do you use? I've got a piece here. It's like a coaster, and it's just amazing. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different colours, and one is purple and there's green and yellow. It's really, really beautiful wood, isn't it? That's right, and it, that's all the colours of the tropics. So, when you cut open a railway sleeper, do you know what colour it's going to be inside? Not always. Not now. Back in the day, Jarrah all day long if it's a hardwood from Australia. Mm -hmm. But now the, the jarrah's running out. There are plantations in South Africa, but they've not fully grown yet, big enough for sleepers. How long does it take to grow a rainforest tree? 100, 100 years. <laughs> Might get sort of That's a long-term investment, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And for, for the size of section you need, you've got to let it grow that big. You can use it quicker, obviously, but you can get a lot bigger section out. I suppose the longer you wait, the bigger mm, the better wood. Right. So you, uh, you're putting in uh, railway sleepers into gardens and then you, then you kind of realise there's, there's lots of tropical wood and I guess as they're replacing jetties with more modern materials, there's lots of this wood around. Yeah. So then whose idea was it to go, let's make it into other stuff? Or do you, you don't make it, you just pass it on to other people to we, make? We, we're, just, we're a big sawmill and we can cut it, we can cut it to what, whatever size timber you need. So we've got uh, a lot of timber coming in from South End Pier at the moment. Uh, they're renewing the deck planks there. So um, if anyone wants a little bit of history, come and get your planters from some South MP. Oh, well, that's a cool idea. So that's all tropical timber. You're going to yeah. get it and you're just going to tidy up a bit and then people can come and make other things out of South End Pier tropical timber. Yeah. Oh, you wow. can cut it to length. Uh, it's great the council are working with us on this. And they're not letting it go to landfill. It's being reused. They've just sold a load of it to... Um, a castle somewhere in the UK for some major repair work. So it's kind of exciting that you're involved mm. in something that is really genuinely environmental. And you have a no-waste policy too, don't you? That's right. Everything down to our sawdust, sawdust goes to biomass. We have wood turners coming in for the little bits to make bowls and pens and things. So we have a vast array of uh, a customer base. And nothing gets wasted. That's right. Brilliant. I, I love the story. That's what I love about the show. I just kind of meet people that do stuff you just didn't know went on. When we come back, I'm going to take a little bit more about the different things that Ashwell's Timbers do and how they market and things. We've got quite a broad base. But when we're back, um, we'll just be another song, slash uh, Chosen by Deb. Here we go. Just a little break to the podcast. Some of you may know that last year I won a few awards at the Brentwood Chamber of Commerce Business Awards. So this year I'm co-sponsoring the Growing Business Awards. Now entering business awards takes a bit of effort. You have to write your application, you have to be interviewed, but I promise you, with it, if you, even if you don't get shortlisted, even if you don't win any awards, it's a wonderful opportunity to really sit down and have a good look at your business, look at the pros and the cons and, and what you're doing well and what, what you need to work on. Highly recommend entering any business awards. But if you do business in and around Brentwood, head on over to the Brentwood Chamber of Commerce website and enter these awards. You've got a month or two, but hurry up because it does actually take a little bit of time, but it is so, so worth it. Anyway back to the podcast. Paolo Natini, new shoes chosen by my guest Deb from uh, Ashwell's Reclaimed Timber. Why that song, Deb? I just like the tune. I like the tune. It was really funny this morning. I said to um, our daughter Isabel, I said, oh, I've decided to go for a modern song. And I told her what it was and she went, 
Not modern, modern. but okay. <laughs> okay. More modern than the other stuff you could have gone for. Good one, Mum. Yeah, brilliant. Um, so we've been talking off here, and even Janine, Janine, because I can't speak properly, um, have actually got some super duper exciting news, haven't you? You've had a pretty amazing few weeks. Yeah, we have. Um, Tell me about the Chelsea Fair Show and how you met um, old Kate. Old Kate. <laughs> Kate Middleton. What's, what's her title? Duchess. What, the Duchess, Duchess of Cambridge. The Duchess of Cambridge, yeah. I'm not... I, yeah. I'm that out of touch. Um, the Duchess of Cambridge, Kate Middleton, you were involved in her Back to Nature garden, weren't you? Yeah, we were very fortunate that Janine's worked with the designers before, back in 2007, I think. Oh, so quite a while ago, though. So it wasn't like you... Yeah, so you worked with them before. Yeah, and then they contacted us uh, just after Christmas and said they had this really exciting opportunity to do the hub garden at Chelsea. And they had this um, rather unusual person that was going to be working alongside them. It was the Duchess of Cambridge. And you went, oh, yeah, all right, and we'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. So that is, was, was it super exciting when this news came through? It was very, there was a few whoops. <laughs> yeah, a few whoops, through dancing around in the kitchen going, yay! So that was back in, and you say that actually she had a lot to do with the garden. She was very, very, very involved. She had, um, she had a, a picture in her head, I think, as I always say, and she knew exactly what she wanted, she, down to the look the log needed to have, to the planting, they had. Oh, so you, did you deal with her before the Chelsea flash? No, no, no. This was all through the designers, and um, they said, you know, they'd be working, and all of a sudden she'd just appear, and just and she'd be getting her hands dirty doing the planting. She was very invested in it. Because I'm a bit of a heathen and haven't been to Chelsea Flash. I've only been here 23 years. There's, there's time. There's time. I've got an excuse. But it is really amazing. So the hub garden, well, is that like the centrepiece garden? Yeah, it's where the it's the RHS hub garden. Mm-hmm. So that's where they, um, the centre of the show is really. It's not judged, so it doesn't get um, a medal or anything. Did you get to play on the swing? I did. <laughs> I didn't look as good as Kate Middleton, oh, I have to say. Oh, you got a picture of you playing oh. on Kate's swing? Yeah, so the posture's far better than mine. Yeah. <laughs> you be a lady, keep your, you know, keep your dress down and everything. So that's incredible. And you were actually involved in another garden at, um, at Chelsea as well, weren't you? Yeah, the uh, Facebook garden that won gold, best in category, Facebook best construction. Did. It's when, I think the way it works, the way I understand it is, when the designers go to make a garden, they obviously like to get people to invest in it. Right. To, help with the costs and mm. um, Joe Perkins, a very talented designer, um, got Facebook on board to do ah. the garden he did. And so, um, yeah, it was amazing. I, I had the most amazing thing about Joe's garden was when you walked up to it, all of a sudden it hit you, you could hear the sound of the sea and he'd very cleverly installed a wave machine underneath the bridge and he had some rocks and as you walked up you could hear the, the water just break gently onto wow. the rocks and it just straight away you just chilled. So what was the Facebook garden all about? It was behind the scene and it was, it was all to do with the beach and the coast and how much um, pleasure we can get just by going to, you know, people say, mm. when I get stressed, I go and sit on a beach. It was sort of, that was the premise behind the garden. And he wow. succeeded, it was brilliant. I'm going to Chelsea Flower Show next year, I've just decided. <laughs> Even though I've missed your guys two uh, stands. And so you, you uh, supplied a lot of the reclaimed timber. Yeah, Joe had some, um, boards that we reclaimed from outside the yacht club at Whitstable that got damaged in a storm and when they were doing the repairs we reclaimed the boards from there and they're the boards he used on his garden. That's, oh, I love that and you've also um you're on country fall recently or yeah. year? last September. Last September. Yeah. Oh you have like fam- famous people in the studio this is exciting what are you doing on country fall? Um it was it, I'm a, 
a member of the EBN networking group in Brentwood. Mm -hmm. And there's a, a woman that's a member as well, and Leslie Morrissey. And she approached me and said, you should be on Country File. I went, oh, right, OK. OK, good idea. And after the third time, she was getting quite cross with me. <laughs> and so then I said, OK, OK. She So together, she helped me design an email, sent it off. And within a week, they were back in touch saying, yes, please, we'll be in Essex on this day. Oh, fantastic. And you said, when the Woolwich Ferry Pier, mm -hmm. they... Dolphins. All the dolphins. We've learned about dolphins. Listen to the start of the podcast. You'll hear it, the radio show. And then you said you had 80 piles, which is equivalent to 80 fully grown tropical trees. Yeah. That's incredible. So that is, that is wood that would otherwise have been chopped down. You must be sad about Brazil. Yeah, well, you've got to push what you're doing. We're getting political again. Well, this is not meant to be a political show. Um, so, because uh, so, you've got two, you've got several different customers, haven't you, from people who want some South End pear for planters, but you've got really big customers, you've got these designers, but you've also got to source the wood. Do you have problems sourcing the wood? No, Janine's been doing the doing this work for over 20 years, and so she's got contacts all over the, the south coast with um, marine civil engineers when they do their repairs and renewals that they'll contact and say, we have this job as part of the contract, we have to dispose of the material we're taking out. What do you think? Are you, are you the go-to ladies for uh, reclaimed? Or? I try to be. You try to be. <laughs> it's very, very modestly. I try to be. Um, so actually, Deb, you got involved, didn't you? So it was Janine's family business and it grew from scrap metal into uh, reclaimed timber. But you came along as, what, five years ago? Chief bottle washer? Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, I, I came along because obviously the, the business is amazing, uh, mm -hmm. ethically. The values it holds are, are very dear to my heart. And I could see Janine was, um, she was basically running the business on her own. And so she didn't have the support or the structure she needed to actually take it forward. And so we had a chat and it made sense for me to come on and on board and then start structuring. And I like systems. So <laughs> my OCD was very well placed. <laughs> oh, so are you are you more of the creative kind of person? Yes. Yeah, and of an organised. I, f I feel your pain. What's a good thing to have? I I needed someone organised to. Um, Everyone yeah. needs a debt in their life. <laughs> Everyone needs a debt in their life. Because um, you guys have been together about twenty five years, haven't you? Yes, we have. And so, how is it uh, working together and being married? We quite like each other, so that helps. <laughs> yeah, helps a lot. That's, that's probably a good thing because <laughs> it is tough. I worked with my first husband, and he's my first husband. I've got a second one now who I don't work with. But, um, but it's fine because you've got your roles and you know what you're doing. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's quite challenging t at times. But, you know, Janine is the creative one, and she can be quite disorganised, and it is like trying to herd kittens sometimes. <laughs> but, you know, I can, I can sort of feed on her creativity and market it, and it's great. Brilliant, because I think there is, and this is, it's not always in, um, in couples, but actually you need, I've actually just got a new uh, uh, manager starting on Monday who's super more organised than me and I can go off and do the creative stuff because actually it's really difficult when you're running a business to be both, as, mm -hmm. you know, Janine, you probably realised after all this so, time. Yeah. <laughs> and then with a the growing business, because you do a lot of the marketing too, Deb, don't you? I do, I go out there and, and shake hands and chat to lots of different people. Yeah, yeah and get your stuff at... Chelsea Flowers showing on Country File and all that kind of thing. Um, so are you, um, Janine, are you the one more at the sawmill making sure it's all going on or do you get out there networking as well? No, I try to stay in the mill with the lads or in the office talking to customers on the phone. <laughs> 
Nice and easy. <laughs> nice and easy. <laughs> and Deb gets to go out there and do all the, the lovely things and drink coffee and champagne and be nice to people. And hopefully gin sometimes. Gin, yeah. Oh, you're gin, yeah. <laughs> Um, so how do you do your marketing? So you've got people are coming to you, so you're actually sourcing the, sourcing the timbers now not a problem because you've established yourself. And I'd, I'd be fair to say it's a fairly niche market. It is. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, one day you could be, a customer will ring up and off you, like just the other night, guy rang and he said, we've got, I've got some architrave in my garage, are you interested? So it wasn't far, so I sent the boys over and they had a quick look and you know, it's a very small parcel, but the next phone call could have been like the Woolwich Ferry parcel when there's 80 parcels going to come out. You never know what the next phone call is going to be, what Tim are going to be offered. So how did you grow? Did you have all the scrap metal and then you had to kind of have a sawmill? So that was a big investment and did you know how big the, the reclaimed timber market would be? Did you know it was going to keep growing? or? Because well, we, we started in sleepers, we, we knew how to deal with tropical. Mm-hmm. We knew there was metal in it, so you have to clean it before you can cut it and things like that. But um, obviously now we're into the, with the big boys on, you know, uh, South End Pier, for example, mm-hmm. where all the decking's coming off, we're recycling, reusing that and resawing it. But also, South End are ringing us up and saying, "Well, um, there's damage at the front due to the, the storms we've had recently, and we've supplied timber back to them in big sections. So the underneath of the pier is being reinforced by the green heart that came from Woolwich." This is like the perfect business model, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pay us to take your stuff away and pay us to bring us back. That's amazing, <laughs> and you can claim your uh, environmental credentials. I absolutely love it. So how do you market? You've got your bigger customers, but then how do you market? Because is it difficult marketing to, you know, uh, the gardener up the road and saying we, we've got this beautiful bits of timber? And, and, and some people use it for artworks as yeah. well, don't they? There's, there's, there's a few messages that the marine civil engineers, they're very much with the, you know, the bottom line. So when you talk to a marine civil engineer, you don't start going on about the beauty of the product and how gorgeous it is, because really they just want to know, is it structurally sound? Will it do the job? how much is it going to cost? So you pitch differently to them. Mm. But with the architects and the landscape designers, the landscape designers, you would go on about that because the piece of green heart, which is two inches by two inches, untreated in direct contact with the soil can last for over 25 years. Wow. So that's not introducing any chemicals Mm. into the ground. So landscape gardens, that is a valuable piece of information they would like to have. But also with the architects and landscapers, we try and inform them that when you go to a client, not only have you got a beautiful, durable product that's going to last them for many, many years, but we can also give them a backstory. And they can also feel good about it because they're saving the mm. rainforest. So it's a whole thing, isn't it? It's, a good, it's doing its purpose, but also, you know, if you've got a bit of South End Pier or something, exactly. and then the whole green thing as well. It's, it's a incredible. great conversation point when you have a barbecue. <laughs> Do you realise? <laughs> You're drinking your gin and tonic on the decking, or some tropical reclaimed timber. We've got to do a bit of traffic and travel. Okay. We'll be back. I love this story. <clears throat> That was Paul Mazzari and 11 Years. This is Carmel Jane with the Carmel Jane Talks Business Show on Phoenix FM. Today in the studio, we have Deb and Janine, Janine, sorry, saying it wrong again, sorry, from Ashwell's uh, Reclaimed Timber. And this is really cool. They're kind of the only company of their kind in the UK. And they get all the railway sleepers and the, the tropical wood um, that, from Jesse's and they, they have a sawmill and they repurpose it. So then it goes off to other people to either make planters in their garden or make new Jesse's and, 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 and reuse this really incredible wood. And it's so green. You have a, a no waste policy, don't you? We do. We try and, and promote the zero waste policy within the company. As in that um, if... You can imagine an 18 metre long, 450 by 450 piece of green heart comes in, which is 18 like... 18 metre? Yeah. So yeah. how big the trees are? Yeah. They're longer than that, but the, because of the roads, we can't, we have to cut them down. 
So you can imagine that's why we say one of those represents a tree. So that comes in and the large sections we try and sell back to where it came from to be reinstalled to mm -hmm. reduce the virgin material coming into the country. The smaller sections we then try and engage architects, landscape designers um, to buy those pieces. And then the smaller sections, sculptors um, and Joe Blogs, anybody who wants to buy the material we will engage with um, by appointment to come down to the yard and our dust goes for biomass. Wow. And so is there still quite a lot of new tropical timber coming into the country? There is, yes. It's it's getting better. But years ago, we were one of the worst offenders in Europe for bringing in virgin material. Because it's a little bit not in my backyard, isn't it? You know, it you can have your green and you stick your, you know, plastic drink bottles and recycling, but actually encouraging cutting down virgin rainforests is probably not that... Well, we've got, legend, we've got not you, obviously, people, yeah. the general public. But it's uh, do you need to re do you need to re-educate people to say that this is out there yeah. or suppliers as well? There is legislation in place um, that people you somebody could walk into your company and say, right, show me where you got that material from. It was it from a sustainable source. Uh, there's only ever been one prosecution, and I think that was a shop in Tottenham Court Road. So. Um, Oh, so even though a lot of this perhaps unsustainable wood's coming in, nothing's yeah. been done about it? Well, Salvo UK are working with um, European countries at the moment to try and introduce um, systems where we have... It's called Truly Reclaimed, and they're trying to do research to see how we can introduce that into our company because some of the members of the public are going out and buying a piece of furniture that says this is reclaimed, and all it is is new material that's just been boshed about. <sighs> So there's, yeah. no, there's no policing of it to say, is it really reclaimed? Where did you get it from? And so it's a bit like sticking on organic label, isn't it? And this exactly. is saying, it's because you're now FSC certified, aren't you? We are. Yeah, we were, to be honest, we were adhering to everything FSC requires a company to do so just before. That means you're guaranteed that you're from a sustainable yeah. source. We can, if you came into our company and said, right, Deb, where does this material come from? I could give you photographic evidence of the pier that it was taken from right up into coming to our yard. FSC just means it's, it's been formalised. We get audited twice a year to make sure our records are up to date and we can say, yes, that piece of wood came from that jetty. Brilliant. And you, even though you're doing all this, you're not a massive team, are you? So there's the two of you, mm -hmm. say someone in the office. There's three of us in the office. One works three days a week, which is our daughter, Isabel. Oh, keep it in the family. <laughs> this is a proper family <laughs> business, isn't it? I love it. And then there's Janine and myself. And then you've got... How many, I was going to say guys, but they don't necessarily have to be guys. How many people in the yard? Well, there is three men outside. We have our um, head machinist and um, there's an in-house training programme, so we've trained the other two up. But we are actually looking for a fourth because we have become very busy recently, thankfully. Well, I do know from a very good source that lots of people who like sawmilling listen to this radio show. <laughs> <laughs> if you know anyone who fancies being a sawmiller doing a, a reclaimed timber, then, uh, then get in touch. But, uh, yeah, I'm sure. So how do you how do you recruit for someone like that? Is it just word of mouth? Will you look out? Or? It's, sometimes it can be word of mouth. It's very tricky because we are such a small team. Not only do you have to have somebody that is um, capable of doing the job, you have mm. to have somebody who gels with the other people because we've had experiences before where you get somebody in and they look great on paper, but they're not team players or, you know, they just rub people up the wrong way. Or So we sort of always recruit very softly and gently because we are a very good, tight-knit family firm. I think it's so important. I've had the same with my business, is they've got to fit in. They've got to exactly. fit into the corporate culture. They've got to be a team player because actually if you've got some of your team who, and shout out to my girls and my boy, um, 
really amazing on a work hard. Everyone has to have that same because otherwise it just upsets the balance, doesn't it? Yes. And um, and I think that whole kind of higher, slow, fire fast if you have to, but make sure you make that decision right and make sure they fit into the team exactly. before they've got, they come they've got in. To have, everybody's got to have each other's back, is the mm. way I put it. You know, if you see somebody struggling or, you know, don't stand there with your hands in your pockets, go and give them a hand. You wouldn't consider getting an apprentice? We... I have invested, I've looked into an apprenticeship and I would love to have an apprentice, but we have no public transport. Uh, yeah, and a it, bit the same. And yeah. it, unless you've got someone with, like, well, they're a little bit older or someone with a really good parent who wants to drive them round. Exactly. So, are you yeah. out? Where are so you based? You're out in. We're in Bolfin, just on the A128, which is halfway ah, between I'm the like, halfway I'm house. Like, yeah, yeah, I know. Oh, so you're not that far away. No, just down, down the road. reason I thought you were in Danbury. No. no. They kind of sound the same. Oh, you're just up the road. Yeah. Yep. So can people go into your sawmill and look at the beautiful wood or they have to get it? We always suggest that people make an appointment, appointment because we're not set up for the general public. So when people come in, they have to be escorted the whole time they're on site. They get to wear a hard hat and a high vis. It's not hard, yeah. but you have to be accompanied by somebody with a high vis. Okay. And then you have to sign your life away before you're allowed to walk away saying you're not going to climb on any timber stacks. Yeah, on a big, uh, oh, timber stacks, yeah, get on the sawmills. You are going to be aware there's four cliffs around. So it must be a huge site then. Have you got yeah, have you, two acres there? Oh, brilliant. Full of wood. Full of wood. Um, so, do you know what? We're going to take a break. And we're going to have... Deb has chosen another next song. I didn't let her choose the last one. She didn't let me choose the song. She's chosen the next one. But we'll be back shortly and see more, hear more from Deb and Janine about their reclaimed timber. It was Noel Harrison, Windmills of Your Mind. It sounds like he'd had about 10 espressos before he played that song. That was a choice by Deb. My face is saying I'm not sure that I like it. Or maybe that version. <laughs> it's one of my favourite songs. Your favourite song? Very... There we go. Just bring your guests on, just insult their choice of music. <laughs> the words are very profound. The words are very. I couldn't. See, there was a funny. Ver- it was a funny mix. It was quite fast. Yeah, but it was quite cool, wasn't it? Just yeah. if you listen to the words, you just think, wow. Whoever wrote this song, like you said, had either lots of expressos, <laughs> or they were having a very profound moment. But actually, I didn't listen to the words because I was just laughing at the way it was mixed. <laughs> why is why are the words for windmills of your mind of your mind so important? Well, I, I, without going too deep into it, with the Mental Health Awareness Week, mm-hmm. that song, the, the words just resonate. It's just, you know, the world is crazy and we all try and hold it together as long as possible. Ah, good choice of songs. I'm going to listen to it um, carefully without laughing next time. <laughs> <laughs> was it written? And I was just, I was just saying, when was your mind? We're all busy and you gotta, we've got to chill out a bit. Yeah, that's the song, I, my go-to song. Of, I've got a little summer house with a record player and I've got the vinyl. I put that uh, on. It sounds good on vinyl. And yeah. I chill. And you chill out. Yeah. Very good. Very good. So this is Carmel Jane with the Carmel Jane Talks Business Show on Phoenix 98FM. And I have the very wonderful Deb and Janine who are from Ashwell's Reclaimed Timber. And they take all this gorgeous tropical timber and they repurpose it and recycle it. They don't recycle it. They repurpose it and reclaim it. Reclaim, reuse, repurpose. Oh, there we go. And um, Deb, you do the marketing, but you've got a really good... um, why, how, what, to kind of summarise what you do, don't you? I know we probably should have done it at the top, but I, I really, really like this. And I think it's really good when you've got it, we've got a business, it's just to be very, very clear on who it is you are and what it is you're doing. So what's your why? The why is that we want to reclaim as much tropical timber for future generations as we can because it's worth hanging around. Yeah, I guess if it takes over 100 years to grow a tree. Exactly, and it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And if we don't look after it, we'll just end up taking more of the rainforest and... Why should we? Why, why don't we just reuse yeah, what we've well already done. taken and leave them alone? Brilliant. And what's your how? We, how is what I just said, is we reclaim 
and um, we reuse so it can be repurposed. Brilliant. And your what? We produce the most beautiful, durable material, timber. I like it. You've got it really succinct. You know exactly who it is and what you do. Um, it's brilliant. But you, if you so many great things, because you actually you've just done a whole lot of stuff with London Zoo as well, haven't you? Oh, Janine's worked with London Zoo since the late nineties. Ah, yeah. We, she's over the years. I mean, I'll let you speak. You too. Yeah, about the last well, the last twenty odd years, we've been supplying um, uh, London Zoo with all sorts of different timbers, different structures. Um, I think we started off with the Anteater House. One of the architects uh, came down to the yard and said, I want to design with what you have. I don't want you to cut it, waste any timber. This is 20 years ago we're talking. Mm. And he just picked some really big crossing timbers, which is like a sleeper, but it's bigger uh, because they needed to be able to uh, cover it all with soil so the ants had a big stable. Uh, I love that you do all these different things. What, what do you think you'll be in five years' time? Doing what we're doing now, but... With less stress. With less stress. <coughs> well, hopefully, there's just, um, there's even more awareness of what you're doing. I think with what's going on, you know, the, the, the rise of the Greens and the local election, mm. and people are, you know, hey, we're now not going to have plastic earbuds and straws. I think there's a little way to go and all that mm. kind of side of the Greens. There is but a you're, sense. you're doing your bit, aren't you? Yeah, there is a sense that we're in the right place at the right time. And um, hopefully in the next five years, I want us to, the name Ashwells to be the go-to name when you want to, any information on anything about reclaimed timber. Brilliant. Have you, have you got, um, with the Chamber of Commerce, has it been? Uh, no, we have a networking event on the 4th. 4th of? June, next week. Oh, that's not far away. That's no. on Tuesday. So people can come along and yeah. see your sawmill and see some of the beautiful pieces that people have made from your wood, haven't you? Yeah, the, 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 one of the committee members came down to our yard last summer and he was completely blown away by what he saw. And that's where the idea of come and meet the members came about for the Brentwood Chamber. So he's very excited. So the Brentwood Chamber of Commerce does a meet the members. And it's part of your um, subscription. Uh, the, the Brentwood Chamber of Commerce is on the rise. It's doing quite well. It's about 60 quid a year if, you, um, if you're a one-man band. Um, and one lady band, one person band, sorry. Getting it gender correct, being feminist here. Um, and so, and I've had a few people, because I was at the breakfast and go, yeah, timber sounds really boring, but this is exciting. I've been here. It's great. So, <laughs> and I think just the beauty of it and to see what you're doing. So if you are a member of the chamber, you want to come along as a guest, it will be on the 4th of June. What time? It's 6 p.m. It's an early evening event. Early evening event. And yeah. there'll be uh, some drinks and there'll some food. There'll be and canapes and lots of exciting information. Lots of exciting. Yes. It's, 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 it sounds boring, but Tim, it's really exciting. And it wasn't <laughs> Deb and Janine that said that. So um, I think I'm going to go to that, actually, just up the road. Um, really good way to see what's going on. I think just, again, being interested in what other businesses are doing and, and, and just getting the, the word out there, because what you're doing is really important, isn't it? Yeah, we think so. I mean, it, we feel like we're doing a small bit towards... I mean, there is a massive... You, you can almost sense it. There's a massive move, I think, in society where people have started to say, well, actually, we quite like the planet and let's start looking after it. And that's what we've been doing for 20 years. It's just reuse what we've already... If, you, if, it's, if it's durable and reusable, then why not? Use it. And I think there's that idea, you know... Um, I'm from New Zealand, I think the beautiful cowry trees were just cut down because all the settlers went, oh, this amazing wood, we can do anything with it. There's, there's forests of it, let's just chop it down. And actually, it takes hundreds and hundreds of years to grow. And you, it's not, I mean, it's in some ways it's re, um, renewable, but only if you've got three or four hundred years to hang around and wait for it to grow. Yeah. And, um, and there was that whole idea, wasn't it, that it's going to be there forever. And actually, I think people are realising that, no, no, it's not. 
There's a massive crisis in forestry at the moment because we're taking too much and it's not growing fast enough. That's why I think the government have now just sponsored this band of forests that's going to go across the country because they recognise that, one, the wildlife need, need it, mm. and two, we could possibly need it in the future if we grow it in a sustainable way. Rather than just growing loads of pine trees. Yeah, we'll just grow it and take what you need, but replant. And keep and, it going. And keep it going. That's a nice long-term thing. Hopefully we get through the next two, 12 years, as they <laughs> say, we'll be fine. Here we go, not too political. Ladies, thank you so, so much for coming and see me. Um, really fantastic. Ashwell's Reclaimed Timber, what's your website address? ashwellstimber.com that's pretty easy ashwellstimber.com meet the members for Brentwood Chamber of Commerce on the 4th of June the details will be on the Phoenix FM website under um, the, the radio show when we put it out again or get in contact with the Chamber of Commerce because it is a great it's very very vibrant at the moment isn't the Chamber and it's a good way just to kind of meet local businesses which would be fantastic so thank you ladies you're welcome got an exciting afternoon planned thank you Back to work. Back to work. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. And then um, we'll be back with a bit of uh, St Elmo's Fire, I think. We'll see, see you again. We'll see you on Thank Tuesday. You. Brilliant. You Thanks, will. ladies. A huge thank you to Deb and Janine for coming in and talking all about Ashwell's timber and how they repurpose and reuse this wonderful tropical timber that has been in the country already, helping to stop chopping down rainforests. Anyway, I've really loved doing my last show in Phoenix FM. Hopefully I'll be back soon, but taking a little break, there will be more podcasts coming out. So please do listen in um, and, and hopefully interesting loads more interesting uh, female entrepreneurs all about their journey to success. Remember, if you like what you hear, you hear, rate, review and subscribe or recommend us to a friend. It's a really, really good way of helping other people to find us. And remember, get out there, dream bigger, believe bigger and make a difference. See you soon.